Welcome to podcast number 13 of Practical Wisdom from ACP Financial Advisors, a monthly program about creating and operating a successful financial planning practice. We're a presentation of the Alliance of Comprehensive Planners, known as ACP, a community of tax-focused financial advisors operating under a unique retainer-based fiduciary business model. I'm your host, Ken Robinson. On our show today, from medicine to fee-only planning. It's really no wonder that holistic financial planners come from all sorts of backgrounds. The idea that everything in your life needs to work together isn't limited to financial planning. A problem with our clients' money can affect their health, and vice versa. And some people probably see that connection more clearly than others. Our guest is Cordy Powell, CFP, EA, owner of Favored Financial Planning, a fiduciary, fee-only planning firm with offices in Greensboro, North Carolina. Trained as a medical doctor, Cordy sees useful parallels between physical and fiscal fitness. Cordy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Ken. So you started out training to be a medical doctor. Tell us about your journey to financial planning. Yes, I started training to be a medical doctor. I completed, you know, of course, undergrad and med school and residency. However, I I met the love of my life in undergrad, and we ended up going to medical school and starting a family while in medical school, which is a stressor, to say the least. And, uh, um, you know, after having our first child and um, realizing how important family is to me, by the time we completed our residencies, I realized that I would rather stay home for a while with the kids. So in the process of staying home, I started to do some financial ministry type work with my church and really enjoyed helping people get out of debt. But a key problem that I was running into is that they would get out of debt and start to amass the savings. And then they had a lot of questions about, well, where do I go from here? Or how should I invest? And they were running into some commission-based issues where they felt like really paying a lot um, in fees. So you were you were motivated to learn something about how your your own tax situation could be different. And sounds like that led you to be thinking about how those concepts would apply to other people. Well, we were running into some more difficult situations tax-wise in our finances. So I decided to go to one of the tax firms, the nationwide known tax firms, to learn more about taxes. And, you know, at the same time, I was helping individuals at my church with their finances. And those two kind of coincided and um, led me to go to a local college that was teaching the CFP coursework. What did you discover in the process of the CFP coursework that was the most interesting to you in financial planning? Were there any surprises as you were studying that had you thinking, wow, I always thought this subject would be boring, but you know, I can really help people with this. You know, it's funny you should ask because in high school, I never figured myself to be a math person. I was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't a weakness for me. It's just I was better in English. 
So it's kind of funny that I end up in financial planning because, you know, I, I wasn't a numbers person. I think that started with trigonometry or geometry. <laughs> you shouldn't have alphabets and numbers in the same um, equation. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I found the CFP coursework to give me the big picture of your finances. And I think it's not one specific topic that was most interesting to me. You know, I just enjoyed learning about all of the different topics as it's broken down in the CFP coursework. So uh, tell us how you got started with your financial planning practice after your CFP coursework was completed. I was trying to decide what do I do with this CFP coursework? Um, in January of 2009, and it's, I have my notebook of my beginnings, and I was looking at how I came up with the name for my firm. And, you know, you think that most businesses start with this great business plan, but mine started with a domain name search because <laughs> you have to have a website for a business. I really wanted to be able to offer quality financial planning to everyone. I have had a favored life, which, you know, goes with the name of my my financial planning firm, Favored Financial Planning. But I've had a favored life. I've been exposed to a lot of opportunities that I feel like others have not been exposed to. And I wanted financial planning to be available to everyone. And that was kind of the mission and the basis of me starting my firm. So the name Favored Financial Planning is sounds like it's about your sharing advantages that you have benefited from with others who've not had that chance yet. Yes, exactly. And, you know, really, especially in the African-American community where we don't talk about finances as much as um, we should as a, as a culture, I thought having someone that looks like them might open up that conversation to learn more about finances and increase financial literacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, what drew you to the ACP approach to financial planning? You know, I, I spoke of that local college where I went to do my CFP coursework and the Dean of the business school mentioned the Alliance of Compre uh, nope, nope, it was the Alliance of Cambridge Advisors at that moment, um, and Garrett to me, and I did some research on them, and I decided that ACP was a better fit because I had this newfound interest in taxes, and the other thing was that ACP was based on a retainer model with the focus of building long-lasting relationships with clients versus the hourly model. So it was ticking off all the boxes as I envisioned what a financial planning practice would look like. Mm -hmm. How did your uh, experience of uh, learning, uh, of actually joining ACP and then learning through the success program, how did that compare with your expectations? Were there any surprises there? The success program was so good. <laughs> I really stalked the Alliance of Comprehensive Planners. I was trying to find any snippets I could on the internet about, you know, what I might be in for doing my due diligence and research. But once I became a member and went through the success program, it was more than I ever anticipated and such a huge benefit for me being a career changer. Cordy, you told me one time about uh, 
having lunch with a, a colleague who uh, was in the commission world and they're uh, having some trouble understanding your, your service model? Yes, I had lunch with uh, an advisor who works in the commissioned world, and it was really confusing to her that I had never worked in the commission world because she couldn't understand how I could be a financial advisor having not worked there. And she was really almost afraid as I discussed how I arrived with my financial planning firm. And, you know, the turnkey solution provided by ACP really was very helpful to me as a career changer because I I never have had any thoughts of working in the commission world and I'm successful, you know, as a financial advisor. One of the things that uh, that I've always liked about the model is being able to set a fee up front so that clients know exactly how much they're paying for the whole year. Um, how have your clients and potential clients responded to uh, that aspect of your fee model? My clients love it. Uh, they love the fact that they are not looking at the watch whenever they give me a call because they can relax and just speak freely about their finances. And, you know, that is a benefit that I point out whenever I'm talking to prospective clients. And I always use the example of lawyers and how they charge hourly and how, you know, when we're doing the estate planning, we can go ahead and go through the terms so that they're familiar with them. And then when they go in with the estate planning attorney, they, you know, have a idea of what they're looking for, not practicing law, but they they understand so that that time spent in the attorney's office is less expensive, hopefully. Yeah, I think uh, I think about that a lot, about the value that we add in estate planning, just helping people think through the outcome that they want, not suggesting legal language that they should use to achieve it, which relative gets which item that has priceless sentimental value that might be really, really important to your client. It can be so helpful to be able to give the client a piece or two of paper with all of that already worked out and hand that to the lawyer and and say, this is the result we want. What are the documents we need to make this happen? So how would you say your professional life is influenced by your medical background? There are a lot of connections between finances and health. You know, we have this one body that we have to take care of. And if we don't take care of it, then we're not going to fare well down the road. And that's the same thing with our finances. We just have to prepare and and take care of our finances as early as possible in, in life so that down the road, you're able to have the finances necessary um, and you can enjoy life in retirement. I think about the analogy that's so often made between budgets and diets. Those two subjects are just about equally distasteful to people. They may want to spend less money, but they really hate cutting back. They may want to lose weight, but they really don't want to cut back on their food. And I can speak to both of those from my own personal experience. <laughs> I can also can. And and because they are so similar, I try to talk with clients from an, a perspective of abundance versus a pr- perspective of deprivation. Of course, there are other influences in your financial planning as well. 
Uh, on your website, you describe yourself as a Christian financial planner, uh, and your website mentions biblical financial advice. Can you give us an example of how that contributes to the financial advice you give and how that influences your relationships with clients? Sure. So um, I did a training, and in that training, I, they shared some in, you know, interesting facts. And one of them was that there are 500 scriptures relating to prayer and 500 scriptures relating to faith and 2,350 scriptures relating to money. So I thought, <laughs> okay, God has a lot to say about that. But, you know, as you look through, um, and, and that training really helped me to see this, that the Bible has scriptures to address charitable giving, savings, debt, taxes, diversifying your investments, transfer of wealth or estate planning. I mean, there are scriptures there for everything. And when I can talk to my clients um, about those scriptures, I think they can appreciate that when it factors into their decision making. So um, that's just an example of how that biblical advice is helpful. And, and this is, it's not that you're preaching to clients. These scriptures are already important to the clients. It's a way for you to help them see consistency with other things that are important in their life. Exactly. It helps them buy into their vision. You know, they're bringing me their vision. Um, I love what one of our ACP colleagues said that, you know, as the advisor, we see the picture on the outside of the puzzle box. And the clients see the individual pieces. So, you know, I'm just trying to help them buy in even more into the vision that they're trying to accomplish. One thing that's interesting to me is that until quite recently, Cordy, and I've known you for several years, I was not aware that you took a faith-based approach in some of your planning. Uh, and yet we share professional values that uh, transcend that particular feature of your practice and that transcend the fact that other ACP members approach their practices very, very differently. And I marvel sometimes at how we can share professional values and manifest them in so many very individual ways. You know, now that I know this about how you practice, I can't imagine you practicing any other way. And of course, there are a lot of our uh, colleagues who we can't imagine them practicing, except in ways that are very different from the way you practice. Yes. And I, you know, I think that's the beauty of ACP. It's not a model that's structured so tightly that you can't individualize it. The knowledge is there. The support is there. The brain trust is wonderful. The community is great. Uh, everybody accepts you for where you are and how you decide to practice. It, it just helps strengthen how you want to practice and you can customize it to fit the clientele that you want to serve. So Cordy, you mentioned the ACP model that you became trained in being important to you. But of course, that training is quite some years ago now. What is it that keeps you coming back? Well, Ken, first... I will be forever loyal to ACP because two months into my practice being opened, I was examined by the state of North Carolina. 
And I only had two very minor deficiencies. There is no way I could have done that, setting up a practice on my own. And that just speaks to the ACP success program, you know, helping me to dot the I's and cross the T's. The guy, the examiner who came in was about six feet, and he started the examination by saying, uh, I just want to let you know that you will not leave this examination without deficiencies. So I just kind of sat down very politely and provided him with anything that he asked for. So that's that always sticks in my mind. And that's why I was sharing um, my ACP experience with that commission-based advisor at lunch that time. We should, we should probably point out, too, because it won't be evident on the podcast, you are not quite six feet yourself, Cordy. Is that right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I am what they like to call in a politically correct way, vertically challenged. I see. Okay. Well, <laughs> so it, it was it was yet another uh, element of that first examination that could have been intimidating, but uh, you came out on your feet. I did. I did. All five foot four inches of me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that that was, that was the initial spark of loyalty. But I stick around because there's the ongoing education and we have some really sharp people in the ACP community. And I just think of them as cutting edge thinkers. And I learn a lot from the post uh, in ACP Connect. Um, and then I like the community at the annual conferences. I haven't been able to attend every one of them. But when I go, I just feel like we pick up from where we left off the previous time we were together. So, you know, just all of that keeps me coming back and staying with ACP. Uh, And not to mention the tools, you know, additional financial planning software is an option truly to practice the ACP way. It makes sense to me and it makes sense to my clients with the ACP tools. Uh, As you think about what you want your practice to become, um, what's on the horizon for you? The next steps for my practice would be diversifying my income from the practice a bit more. I work as a retained consultant for a firm, and I just help middle income people with some financial coaching. So I'm really enjoying that because it's helping me to fulfill the mission of providing quality financial education to all. Uh, I enjoy the clients that I'm serving. Um, And then I had a recent interest in possibly teaching CFP coursework um, just so that that's exciting. Yeah, I I, I was um, exposed to an opportunity to work with a national CFP coursework provider, and I'm thinking seriously about considering that so that um, I can be that dean of business referral for the ACP way. Because when you're studying the CFP coursework, you don't you may not know that there are other options out there other than commission. But, you know, beyond the only, there is the comprehensive tax focus that ACP offers. And I don't think a lot of people know about that. And they need to know. And it speaks to the uniqueness of the ACP that it allows you to have your own beliefs. It allows you to practice the way you want to with the clientele that you want to. And it allows you to 
maintain a lifestyle practice, which was something important to me. As you know, as we started off, I said that family was important for me, or it allows you to build a multi-advisor practice. So it's, you know, it's very unique and flexible. Absolutely. That's something I, I love about this group that we have the privilege of belonging to. We get to learn from so many different points of view uh, and see what the larger multi-advisor firms have experienced that can be helpful for the lifestyle practitioners and vice versa. It's a real strength, I think, of our community. Well, Cordy, thank you so much for being with us. It's terrific talking to you today. I enjoyed it, Ken. You've been listening to Cordy Powell, CFPEA, owner of Favored Financial Planning, a fiduciary fee-only planning firm with offices in Greensboro, North Carolina. There's a link to Cordy's website in our show notes. This is podcast number 13 of Practical Wisdom from ACP Financial Advisors from the Alliance of Comprehensive Planners. ACP is a community of tax-focused financial advisors operating under a unique fee-only retainer model. In 2020, ACP is celebrating 25 years of training advisors in the practices and tools of a comprehensive process rooted in the uncompromising values of fiduciary fee-only planning. Our members are pioneers and innovators who together have perfected a unique retainer-based, tax-focused, comprehensive approach providing a distinct alternative in the financial planning marketplace. ACP offers a lower cost associate membership for those who want to learn and apply ACP's methodology prior to becoming certified members. For more information, call 910-769-1569 or visit acplanners.org.